Jonathan Isaac is back. Well, at least he's back practicing. Uh, step. We'll talk about what Jonathan Isaac said after his first practice with the Lakeland Magic. Plus, the early returns on Markel Fultz. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 7th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Jonathan Isaac returns to practice, beginning practice with the Lakeland Magic, not the Orlando Magic quite yet. We'll get into what he felt like and what he said after that practice and what comes next for Jonathan Isaac. Plus, the early returns on Markel Fultz as the team gets used to him and he gets used to this new team. We'll dive into all that coming up here in just a moment, plus talk a little bit about tonight's game against the LA Clippers. But first... We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% Instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. So, the big news obviously, we talked a little bit about it on yesterday's show. We got the chance to actually speak with Jonathan Isaac at practice on Tuesday. Jonathan Isaac is back practicing with the Lakeland Magic. Um, this is, you know, rehab assignments like this are fairly common around the league, especially with some longtime injuries. Clay Thompson did some rehab stints with a uh, with the Golden State's uh, G League team, um, you know, so we, we do see this uh, pretty regularly. Uh, Lakeland has a lot more time to practice than the Orlando Magic right now, and the way Jonathan Isaac kind of put it, or Jamal Mosley actually put it, was Jonathan's going to be wherever the team has practice time, whether it's in Orlando, whether it's with Lakeland, whether it's Orlando, whether it's Lakeland. Um, he's going he's going to get his practice time, and, and really— this is about building conditioning and building uh, building just kind of getting that bumping and, and getting used to playing five-on-five. Five. For about the last month, we know that Isaac has been playing at least five-on-five five with coaches um, and support staff. Obviously, that's good. That's that's a good step that he's getting bumps, that he's taking that, you know, taking that physicality, but uh, it's also not NBA players or, or, or professional players. No offense to those guys. Um so this is this is a huge step. This is this is you know it, it, honestly this is the last step before he steps on the floor before he gets into a real game. Obviously, you want to see him practice with the main team, but you know the Orlando Magic are just so depleted injury wise right now. Um, they probably don't have the time or the ability to really kind of ease him in. And this is really one of the benefits of having the G League around is they have that time. This is their purpose is to do this kind of kind of work, and so. Um, Isaac gets a chance to get some run in. Um, he was at Magic. He was at Orlando Magic practice on Tuesday as well. Um, so Lakeland going a little bit earlier than Orlando was able to get get uh, over to the Advent Health Training Center in time uh, to participate to at least uh, observe or be part of in whatever way he was with uh, the main rosters practice. Isaac said that he went 
for about a quarter um, with some interruptions and some breaks, but played about a quarter. Said he did get fatigued toward the end of that quarter. Um, and so that's kind of where this 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 thing is at. Um, you know, again, no, no clue where the skills are. You know, Isaac said that he felt pretty comfortable out there, um, that, you know, his instincts really kind of came back to him pretty quickly. But, you know, fatigue is obviously the big factor here. Um, Orlando, you know, fatigue injuries are a real thing. Orlando doesn't want to throw him out onto the court, have him get hurt because he's tired or because he's late on something or because he's overcompensating for something. That's why there's been all this caution, and especially since Isaac hasn't played uh, an NBA game in in two years, coming up on three years since the original injury that knocked him out in 2020, um, especially since Isaac hasn't played, Orlando's been fairly cautious in bringing him back because they don't want that re-injury. They don't want him to hit a snag and have to sit out. When he is back, he's going to be back for good. Um, Isaac just said right now there's no timetable for when he will return to the main roster. Um, that's expected. Um, but he said really the goal is to keep pushing and to keep doing more with each practice, with each time he steps on the floor, to push himself beyond whatever limit he had the previous practice. Um, Isaac will practice again with Lakeland on Thursday. The Magic are not ske- the Orlando Magic are not scheduled to practice on Thursday. We'll see what happens tonight. I don't think I don't think they practice then because that'd be uh, a practice Tuesday when you know the teams don't like to go four and five nights or, or whatever it is. Um, so um, I, I think tomorrow will remain an off day. Um, Jonathan Isaac is scheduled to practice again with Lakeland on Thursday. Lakeland, this is actually a pretty advantageous time for um, for Isaac to be working out with Lakeland. Lakeland plays eight of their next nine games at home at the RP Funding Center. Jonathan Isaac will not play in those games, so don't, you know, don't support the Lakeland Magic for sure, but don't go to the game expecting to see Jonathan Isaac. Um, eight of their next nine are at the RP Funding Center in Lakeland. Uh, essentially, they're home till the end of the year. Um, and so, you know, the way the G League schedule is set up, there are a few midweek games, but it's not as nearly loaded as the NBA schedule. They play mostly on weekends. Uh, and so that's going to give ample practice time uh, for Isaac to get in there and, and hopefully get up to speed fairly quickly. Um, a lot of people noted that, you know, Markel Fultz began doing uh, some rehab assignments with the Lakeland Magic in December last year. He didn't come back till March. He started traveling with the team in January, but didn't come back till March. Um, I, I, I think that caution is fair. Um, you know, again, we don't know how close Isaac is and what hurdles he still needs to clear and, and what he needs to show and see and feel to kind of take that next step. And really, everything's about how he feels. Like, if he is sore as heck today, um, they may, they'll, they'll sit him out Thursday without any qualms, without any second thought. Um, so it's still about building toward and building up toward um, toward playing again. It's, it's, it's still... It's still a process. You know, again, everyone hates that. Everyone hates how long this is taking. I, I'm sure Isaac hates how long this is taking. I hate how long this is taking. But this is still about building things up toward eventually playing. But, you know, I I would say that if there is a target for the Magic to bring Isaac back, the Magic have a nice little homestand at the end of December. Um, they they have this home, this five-game homestand. I don't think Isaac will be ready in time for this five-game homestand. Um, they play the LA Clippers tonight, Toronto Friday, Toronto Sunday, Atlanta Wednesday. You know, maybe if, if there's a chance that Isaac would play a couple days off, chance to get a chance to get a practice in with the main roster before the Atlanta game. But um, as much as John Collins would fear that, uh, then you go out on the road. Then you get Boston twice. Um, who else is? I, I forget what the rest of the schedule is. I'm gonna look that up real fast. Sorry about that. Just awkward because I'm on my phone. Um, they get Boston twice. Uh, let's see here. 
Then they go to Atlanta, and then they're done with Atlanta. So good job, John Collins, skipping out on, John, on Jonathan Isaac for one more year. Um, and then to Houston on the 21st. 23rd, 23rd begins a nice little home stand. 23rd is kind of the end of this, or the 21st is the end of the Scotland with at Houston. 23rd versus San Antonio. Uh, 26th versus the, uh, 27th, excuse me, versus the Lakers. Um, 28th, they're in Detroit on a back-to-back. Wouldn't play then. Um, and then the 30th versus the Wizards. That's the home stand that I'm talking about. Um, you know, beginning on the 30th into early January. And then they go out west in, in early January. So if the Magic are going to bring back Jonathan Isaac, that's a really good window to do so. A lot of home games, a lot of time to get practice, a lot of time to get treatment, a lot of time to go through all of those checks and, and, and double checks before you release him uh, into the world and obviously have a, ro- a big road trip coming up after that. Not There's really no big kind of chunks of home games after that. Orlando, you know, again, if you are if you care about standings and results right now, Magic have, have lost a lot of opportunities to build some wins at home um, you know this home stand is a really big is a really big one, even with some difficult opponents, um, to kind of build that traction. So do with that what you will. The Magic don't have their typical late March home stand like they've had in the past because they have the NCAA tournament. They have an NCAA tournament road trip coming up in, in mid March as well. Regardless of any of that, there is no timeline for Jonathan Isaac to return. Regardless of any of that, the idea, the goal is to get him back, whatever the cost, whenever it happens. To get him back. Um, that's important for this team, no matter how much time they are able to get with him. He is ramp he is, as Jeff Wellman would say, ramping up to return. Um, th- you know, this is this is a big step. Um, being able to practice, being able to play without restrictions, five on five against other professional players. That is the step. That is the step everyone has been waiting for. That is the step everyone has been hoping for. And it shouldn't take very long for him to get that conditioning back, to get that feel back, and just get that final check. It's really just about how he's feeling physically and responding to how he's playing, and to, to just playing in general. This is all just great news. No no other way to say it. This is all just great news. And we're all eager to see Isaac return to the floor. I, I don't care how you feel about Jonathan Isaac. I don't care what you think about his future with this team. As a human being, seeing him get come all the way back through everything that he's been through, it's it's going to be exciting, and I'm really, really excited for him, and, and I can't wait to see uh, number one back on the floor uh, for the Orlando Magic. But we have to wait a little bit longer. Isaac, again, said everything went really well in his first practice. He was very excited, very happy, a little tired, um, but definitely happy to be back on the floor. When we come back, we're going to chat a little bit about Markel Foltz and what we're seeing from him, some early returns uh, from Foltz's return to the court. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Prize Picks. Daily fantasy games stink. Sorry, you know, you play those other daily fantasy games uh, and there are these massive pools of people. Most of them are sharks. Most of them are sharps. I don't know, sharks, sharps. Uh, I don't know, I don't know the terms, but most of them know what they're doing and the guys that win, they win all the time. And that leaves you with nothing. That leaves you with scraps. That leaves you grasping at air, grasping for straws. Don't do that. Play prize picks because with prize picks, it's you against the numbers, not you against a million people fighting to get your money back. The way prize picks works is you pick a player. Let's say Paolo Bancaro. You look at the numbers, say 20 and a half points, and you say more or less. If you think Paolo Bancaro is going to score more than 20 points, which he probably, which the odds are this year, he probably will. 
you take more. If you think that Kawhi Leonard's going to score less than 20 points, you take less. And what you do is you pool together players, two to six players, two, two to six of these picks can be across multiple sports, and you get the chance to win a lot of money. You get a chance to win 25 times your money depending on how you play. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. You can even combine sports. What I usually like to do over the weekends, pick a couple NBA picks, pick an NFL pick or two, and watch and see what happens. Honestly, yeah, you lose um, because they do a really good job with the with the with the projections. So don't 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 take anything as gospel. But uh, t- you know, typically I at least get my money back. I'll, I'll do a pick a five, get three right, get eight. Uh, I think it's point eight for for three out of five. You get four, that's you double your money. It's it's really and it's hit, it usually comes down to like a yard. It's really incredible sometimes. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in more than thirty states, including here in Florida and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your second listen, go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories at sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. So, you know, we're talking about returns. We're talking about guys coming back. And, and we've had a, at least a, a small sample now of Marco Fultz back in the lineup. It's been a week since Markel Fultz returned, uh, he came back last Wednesday against the Atlanta Hawks. That's about the only thing we need to talk about in that game. Um, and, and the changes that have happened because Markel is in have been gradual. Um, you know, I don't think he's made the impact we all thought he would make immediately to the offense, to the way this team flows. But we see hints of what's going to happen, of, of what's going to eventually happen when Markel gets comfortable, and especially when everyone gets comfortable with Markel. Um, it's it, it's a huge adjustment. Um, you know, it, it it says something. You know, you're you're adding this really critical player in the middle of the season, and obviously this team has some depth issues. So you're not seeing the results match it, and 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 you know where they're placing Markel and how they're getting him ready is part of the deal. Markel Fultz so far this season is averaging 11.3 points per game and 24.3 minutes per game, slight increase from last year, shooting just 44.2 percent from floor on 10.8 field goal attempts per game. Um, uh, 46.5% effective field goal percentage is down from last year. He's adding four assists per game down from last year, but somewhat expected considering he's playing a few more minutes as uh, per 36 is uh, 5.9 per 36. He was at 9.9 last year. So everything's kind of slowed down from this kind of that, you know, ratcheted up version that we saw last year from Markel Fultz. Um, it's not a cause for concern. He's obviously still working his way back in and, and getting comfortable you know, he doesn't have quite the same freedom. The Magic are trying a few different things. Um, trying a few different things to, 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 to get things rolling. Um, it's 
it's going to be a gradual process for him to return. And, and, and the numbers, you know, again, we're dealing with small sample sizes. We're dealing with four examples. Then we speak to the impact that he's had. Um, in 97 minutes, the Magic have a 104.9 offensive rating with Fultz on the floor. That is slightly above their average over the last four games at 104.5. Those numbers are not good. I'm not going to pretend that they're good. Um, defense obviously has slipped 118.8 defensive rating. That's that's you know that's worse than the Magic's overall, but the Magic have been bad defensively anyway. Um, effective field goal percentage when Fultz is on the floor though is 52.9. Um, their effective field goal percentage overall is 50.9. Their pace. Fultz plays at a pace of 100.2 possessions per 48 minutes. Overall pace for the Magic in the last four games is 99 possessions per 48 minutes. Um, again, the numbers aren't telling the impact yet, um, but we see hints of it. We see when Fultz gets the ball and turns up court really, really quickly and the way that he controls the pace of the game. There's there's definitely a little bit more of a comfort with how the Magic are operating, how the Magic are getting into their sets when Fultz is in control of the ball. And, and, and that's really good. That's, that is a good sign. That is what we want to see. Um, but there's still more that has to happen. Um, there's still more that has to be developed. There's still more that has to come. There's still more that we're expecting from him uh, in the long term. And, 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 you know, he's still getting used to the players he's playing with. The players are still getting used to him because, you know, for the first quarter of the season, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro were it. They were running the show. They had the ball in their hands. And, you know, again, no matter how much you want to say it, it's tough to learn how to play without the ball. Um, you know, Franz is adjusting to it very, very quick, very quickly. You know, Paolo is adjusting a little bit slower to it, uh, in, in my in my opinion. He's probably struggled more with it than anything else. And, you know, this is something I think Markel's done a decent job of, is understanding, you know, I hey, get Paolo a touch here. Even if it kind of breaks the offense a little bit, get Paolo a touch. Um, there were a few instances in Monday's game against Milwaukee where Paolo had Drew Holiday on him and Markel seemed to break whatever play they were running to go hunt a matchup, to go hunt that matchup, give Paolo a post-touch uh, and let him just go to work. And, and you'll see that where the Magic will give the ball to Paolo in an isolation. We'll, we'll give him those, those opportunities um, just to just to kind of get him a touch. And, and again, that's, you know, that's something that's going to happen. Markel started running a few more pick and rolls with Paolo in Monday's game with to, to some effect. Um, so your role is changing a little bit. But to that point too, Markel is also playing a little bit more off the ball than he did last year so that Franz and Paolo can be that initiator and they can still kind of keep some of those sets um, that that the Magic had earlier in this uh, earlier in the season that, that, that they're more accustomed to. This is going to be a process, folks. Um, you know, again, I think that's 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 obvious. Markel does really good things. Markel is a positive impactor for this team. Um, it's it, it's going to come, and, and you can see the hints of it with the pace that they're playing with, with Markel's passing ability, with his pick and roll ability, with his ability to get to his mid range game and shoot shots. Like he's he's going to find his own, and, and I think maybe he's shot hunting a little too much right now. Um, he's able to get to the basket. He's able to be aggressive. He's able to change his pace, which is, I think, the, the big thing. It's not about the possession numbers. It's that Markel can speed up and slow down on a dime uh, and 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 control control what the defense is seeing and what the defense is feeling. And I think that's that's the most important thing for the Magic right now is 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 to have that control, to have that kind of pace and that tempo. Um, Orlando Orlando needs that. That's 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 a big big deal uh, for this Orlando team. It's it's still a process. I, I I can't repeat that enough. It's still a process for this team 
to get used to playing with a point guard like Marco Fultz. And it's going to get, and hopefully it gets better. If it doesn't, then then we'll, then we'll have that discussion. And that's part of what we need to examine this season. But it's still, it's still clear that everyone's kind of catching up and getting to know each other. Uh, things that would have been sorted out and cleaned up a little bit in training camp, there's no training camp to clean that up right now. There's nothing to clean that up right now um, except to keep playing and to keep fighting and to keep pushing through it. And and that's where we're at with Markel Fultz. That's, that's where we're at with this team is to see them keep pushing and fighting through it. It's going to get better. Markel had a fantastic game on... On Monday, he only ended up with two assists. NBA.com's tracking stats had him with eight potential assists, so there's a lot of passes that he made that didn't get caught, that didn't get made. Um, he was getting to the basket really well for 20 points. He was, you know, really just aggressive offensively. It was the first game that it really looked like he was in control, and 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 the team was kind of with him in that control. So, I'm very optimistic that we're seeing Markel kind of turn a corner. Hopefully, we'll start seeing him play a little bit more consistently here uh, very very soon. When we come back, we'll chat a little bit about tonight's game against the LA Clippers, an interesting matchup against a team that is uh, both struggling offensively but also has a ton of offensive weapons. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. You can probably still get Rookie of the Year odds, get Coach of the Year. I think they're, I think they have first coach to get fired. Uh, short Jamal Mosley, he's not going anywhere. I think he was the favorite for a while. He's, he's not going anywhere, guys. Sorry. Um, and, and so, and of course, you get your daily games with them too. If you love sports, you can find those at Bet. You can, if you love sports podcasts, you love sports, you can find that BetOnline. But if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest, easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. The Orlando Magic take on the LA Clippers tonight, trying to avoid a 10-game losing streak. They did have a 10-game losing streak last year. Um, this is the kind of stuff that buries you uh, in the hole and, and really puts you puts you in, in, in a deep, in a deep, 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 deep hole um, for uh, for for lottery purposes, for winning purposes, for for anything else. Um, but uh, uh, the Clippers are just a really, really interesting team. Um, obviously, they have the star power in Kawhi Leonard. They have the star power in Paul George. They've been in and out of the lineup. They did play on Monday against Charlotte, the, the, the Clippers beating the Hornets on a buzzer beater by Kawhi Leonard. Um, but this is a team, you know, that, that is, you know, Teron Lue always has his team scrapping. Uh, you know, Reggie Jackson's a dangerous player. They've got Norman Powell. They've got uh, Terrence Mann, who can score. Ivica Zubas is a great presence inside. He obviously had that big game uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, but, uh, but this is also a team that really struggles to score. The Clippers are actually... The lowest scoring team in the NBA right now. I'm, you know, let me pull up some stats here, uh, just to, to double check some double check some pace stats as well, some uh, pace free stats as well. Um, but the Clippers are a team that really kind of grinds you into dust. Uh, you know, they 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 really want to focus on their defense, locking down the paint. You know, finding opportunities to run. Obviously, every, every team's going to try and do that, but. Um, they're a team that really kind of grinds you down in the half court. So, you know, one of the reasons why they're the lowest scoring team in the NBA 
is because of of the pace that they they play at and, and the pace that they they they, they go at um, in, in the league. I'm sorry, my my computer is running slow, so I'm trying to pull up stats here for you real fast. Um, looking at their kind of pace free stats, the Clippers are currently. 28th in the league in offensive rating. They are worse than the Magic in offensive rating at 108.3 points per 100 possessions, but they only give up 109.8. So again, their their offense is very, very good. They're a little, they play a little bit faster than the Magic, so they're not going to slow down the pace so much, but they're, they're going to really focus on their defense, getting stops, finding opportunities there, and then knowing that they have the star power late in games to to win them and, and, and to pull away. That's, that's kind of the Clippers' way. That's kind of the way the Clippers want to play. For Orlando, when you're in a nine-game losing streak like this, the focus is on yourself. The focus is on what you need to do. If Orlando plays with the effort they played with Monday, if they play with the intensity, with the urgency, with the focus, with the with the strategy, with the attention to detail to the game plan that they played Monday, they're going to have a real good chance to win. They'll have a real good chance to beat any team with the way that they played Monday. They just got to make some shots. Um, you know, eventually that's going to happen. Eventually that's going to break through. Um, these are NBA players. These are NBA teams. They're gonna have good days eventually. You know, you don't, you're not in a perpetual bad day uh, with when you're an NBA player. You're gonna have a breakthrough. You're gonna have a good day eventually. And you know, it's just a question of when that day is. Um, the the thing about bad about teams in the Magic's position is they just don't do it every night. Um, you know, again, Monday like Monday was a good chance to get a win. The Magic played really well. They just couldn't hit shots. Um, they but they got to bring that same level of focus and intensity to the next game, to every game, if they want to win more consistently. And that's that's something that that young teams have to learn. That's something that young teams struggle with. Um, the Clippers, despite you know their offensive struggles, are not a young team. They know what they're doing. They they know exactly who they are. This is going to be a challenge for the Magic for sure. And this is not, you know, there are no easy games when you're the Orlando Magic, but this one's not going to be an easy game. But it is a winnable game if the Orlando is able to hit some shots, is able to kind of find that same flow that they found on Monday. Uh, and and kind of break through. It, it is it is very possible for Orlando to win this game, and, and I think it's I think uh, you know again there's going to be some urgency. The Magic have to play with the urgency of saying we're not losing ten in a row. We we are going to put our foot down and stop this losing streak. Some of that's just got to be personal stuff. So for Orlando, make shots. That's that's an obvious one, but limit turnovers. Be focused and, and attentive defensively. Do all those things. Orlando's going to have a really good shot at winning this. Um, some good news on the injury front then. Mo Bamba was removed from the Magic's injury report on Tuesday, so it looks like he will be set to return. He did practice Tuesday as well. Um, so getting a second center, you know, whether Mo Wagner is starting or Mo Bamba is starting, getting a second center is going to give this bench group especially a huge boost. The Magic's bench just got destroyed on Monday. Having that having that, uh, that extra body, is, it, 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 you know, Admiral Schofield's playing backup center right now. That's, that, that's really all that needs to be said about that. Tip-off is tonight at the Amway Center at 7 o'clock. I'll be down there. We'll have a complete recap of the game on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them. Please download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is the show across the night. We'll see you all again next time for another episode 
Auf Wiedersehen.